This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane and here as always with uh, the one and only Chris Valente. Chris, how are you, my friend? I am fantastic, sir. How are you? Doing good. Um, you told me here um, you're going to the Super Bowl. Well, sort of. I'm going to the city where the Super Bowl will be played yeah, in. Yeah, but there's gonna you're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Not no. The game, so, but. No, I'll be out of town before the game. I'll, I'll be down there Thursday morning till Saturday. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, similar to CES. Great spot to just kind of congregate with corporate partners who obviously have significant presence in sports, so have a bunch of meetings lined up in a quick couple days, probably hit a couple of the NFL parties, uh, and uh, get out of Miami. So last year was Atlanta, which was good. Atlanta was great, uh, but it's definitely not South Beach. Can I tell you, Amy and I went to South Beach, I don't know, two years ago, a year and a half ago, and it wasn't for us. I've never been. I've been to Miami, but I've never been to South Beach. If that makes sense. Yeah, we went to South Beach, so we it was our 10th wedding anniversary, and we got some horrible advice. The horrible advice that we got was... Go to South Beach. Well, that ended <laughs> up... We actually did that on our own. The horrible advice was not that. Was um, I, wa- I actually won at a chamber function in Providence, uh, a Southwest Airline, two Southwest Airline tickets to anywhere in the uh, country I wanted to fly. So it was our 10th wedding anniversary, and we decided to fly, uh, that we wanted to go to Key West for our 10-year uh, wedding anniversary. Great idea, the whole thing. So we talked to some folks who said uh, they've been to Key West, and we got it a few times. It says, all right, uh, if you go to Key West, the advice I give you is to fly to Miami, rent a car, and drive. It's like four hours. Right. Drive to Key West. And we're like, all right. You know, he's like, it's the most gorgeous drive ever. You're going to have a blast. It's one of those things in life you've got to do. Nope, I disagree. I, after the fact, I hard disagree. Hard disagree. It was fine. Occasionally, like, oh, yeah, there's some pretty water. But it's like a two-lane road. You get some behind some guy. I've never done the drive. There's nothing to see. Going 30 miles an hour. Like, it sucks. Terrible thing. And then when you're leaving, you got four hours to go back, four hours there. It is awful. So if you ever go to Key West, fly directly to Key West. West. Do not fly to Miami and drive. So we're like, all right. So our plan was uh, drive to Key West, enjoy Key West, come back, spend the night in South Beach, and then fly out of uh, Miami the next morning. That's what we did. And by the time we got to South Beach, we were like, after a four-hour drive, and uh, we're not, no, that's like, not the way to do it. That's not, that's not relaxing. Four it, hours in a car. Oh, it sucked. It sucked. 
And we got a good car, too. I got one of those Dodge Challengers, like sports cars. Oh, yes. That was awesome. Firing it up. But, no. (laughs) Driving four hours there and back. Nope, 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 nope. I I, I definitely agree that probably South Beach, I'm out of that scene at this point. I mean, it'll be nice to be in warmer weather, even though today. Did you see this? It was 20s in Florida, and iguanas were falling from trees. Like there was a, that was the weather report. Watch out for falling iguanas because it was so cold. I'm like, I did not, I did not see um, that. that okay, hilarious. so I'm yeah, it better not be next. 20 degrees when I'm in Miami. I will not be happy about that. But yeah, no, I will be down next week for a couple of days. Uh, see some folks. A lot of our offices going. Like I think like six or seven of us um, will be down there for a few days, in and out, depending on who's going and when. The flights were so cheap. Because the Pats aren't in the Super Bowl. Like, so cheap. They're you begging can get to, people to go down there. You're going to go to Gronk Beach? What'd you say? You're going to go to Gronk Beach? Gronk Beach. Uh, <laughs> someone actually hit me up today asking if I could get them access to that from a party for a party <laughs> standpoint. And I was like, I probably could, but I'm not going to because I'm not having that liability on my head for whatever happens at Gronk Beach. Yeah. South Beach uh, ain't my scene. I don't think it ever would have been. Even when I look back at the, like my 20s, it's very clubby and like... Yeah, no, Over I'm probably more into Vegas. Way, not my thing. Yeah, I'm more into Vegas because there's more to do. Like, I, I had this conversation with someone recently. Like, Miami is great beaches, but great. We have, we have beaches here, too. But it's very clubby. Like, you, you're going to drop some money on the club when you go to Miami. Not my, not my, not my style. Not my style. I'm shocked by that. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> but uh, anyway, go have fun. Uh, any good uh, big meetings? Uh that uh, anyone would be interested in? Uh, meeting with Nationwide, Extreme Networks, Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, oh, are you going to go see... Uh, um, you went there in Atlanta and... Uh, yep, yep. Uh, so, the, uh, I'm losing my mind right now. IHG, IHG and Buffalo Wild Wings was in Atlanta, and then now they'll be in Miami for the Super Bowl. Uh, I'll be at the AB event, which will be Guns N' Roses and Snoop Dogg. That'll oh, be there fun. There you go. Oh, yeah. remember Ashley. You must saw Ashley down there. Uh, oh, yeah, Buffalo and Atlanta. Yeah, Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings. I don't know if she'll be I don't know if she'll be um, at Super Bowl, but my contacts at B-Dubs will be down there. And there's a, there's a couple other people on me. I don't know. It, 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 it's literally like a whirlwind. You get in, and then you get out, and then you're home, and it feels like you were never even there. But at least it'll be nice and warm. So after that picture I sent out on our account today, which everyone should go and follow. Yeah, I did. For I saw features, Twitter. I posted as an Instagram story, too. Snow on Fenway Park. That says nothing says baseball's coming like snow on Fenway Park. So, right. Well, spring training. We're right. under. We're under. I think we're at seventy-five days to opening day. First pitch. There you go. Uh, any insight as uh, who the hell's the Red Sox manager going to be? Uh, Rob Crane. <laughs> yeah, right. It could be. Do you want? Do you want that job? Who wants that job? Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, by the way, if it pays well enough, I'll do anything. It probably pays better than what we make, but um, so. Yeah, there's a little insight, but I probably am not supposed to be divulging it yet. But right. I, MLB investigation should wrap up shortly. It sounds like we're pretty confident we're going to be in the clear. Well, um, but I guess we'll wait to see. With that. I don't want to sound. I don't wanna get freezing cold takes to retweet me or something like that if I say something that's not true. So we'll yeah, don't do we'll, that. Uh, you we'll think play that. Sam we'll Kennedy play that will come you. on front office features, and that's where he'll make the announcement on who. The... I think so. I think that'll be. I'll see him tomorrow. He's in a meeting with me uh, tomorrow afternoon, so I'll make sure before he leaves that meeting, I lock him down for the uh, the press announcement. Will be live on front office features, exclusives, 
exclusive Facebook stream on front office features exclusive. page. That's what we need. That's, that's a need. that's a that's a relatively small ask, I think. Oh uh, yeah, it's only the biggest news of the Red Sox uh, off season and probably the last five years. Until we announce some trades, but yeah, that'll be that, that'll be the biggest news. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, can we talk a little bit about the interview from this week? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you're, I, I, I what you. interview? What interview? Right. So I was so excited to talk to Kara Walker. Got a great uh, picture. Got a great picture. Um, center court. Center on the court uh, at TD Garden, right there. She was awesome, and. Um, I was so excited. We I used this thing called Zencaster. You listen to like Larson Sagerdahl, um yep. interview. It sounds great. It sounds like literally they are right next to me when he was in Texas. Uh, and she was doing it. And it was sounding good. And computer died. Disconnected. That, Whole that is when your, so, your, your, your throat goes into your stomach and oh. then back to your throat pretty quickly. So then... We're like, all right, well, maybe it was that Zencaster thing. Let's go on the phone. So then you hear the difference. I put on the phone. Then my computer dies. Then we go back to the um, Zencaster, and it cuts out two more times. I was never so embarrassed about what's going on. I could hear myself. I listened to the interview. I could hear myself, like, ha- like half paying attention to what she was saying and, like, half Freak, freaking making out. sure and fr- half, like, freaking out i was i was shook i um i felt so bad for her but to her credit she powered through she could have told me go pound sand you guys don't know what the hell's going on uh but she was a pro she was a pro super nice super great everything was wonderful you know what i equated it to and this is probably a reference for young folks out there when they get into the business you know when like Everything is possibly going wrong with an in-stands promotion that you're running at a game. Huh, I do. <laughs> and you feel like the world is crushing down on your shoulders, but nobody really around you has any idea that it's really going that wrong. Because, But in that moment, you know how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And the wrong people are in the wrong section. The camera's not on the right people. And you're just like, oh, my God, this is, this is just – it feels like an eternity and that everyone is just staring at you and it's just going to come to this. But she was probably like – Okay, I get it. Uh, technology happens, but but meanwhile, you were like sweating and po- like bullets. I was dying. I was dying. Can I tell you a uh, crazy between innings uh, contest story? Yeah, I got plenty of those too. Let's hear. Let's All hear right. yours. So of course it's in Battle Creek, and I am the uh, year. I think it's my first year in baseball, and. Uh, I am the on-field MC, right? So I'm the one with the microphone going around doing all the between inning contests. Wait, wait, wait. Where was this? This is in the only city in America that matters, Battle Creek, Michigan. Okay. And I and we do a between innings promotion where we shoot T-shirts. But what we did was I drove a quad, okay? And then mm-hmm. we had a promotional girl that would sit on the back of the quad with a T-shirt gun, and I would come out of, like, a gate that was probably right behind first base, and then I would drive from first base behind home plate, and there's another gate on third base where you would drive out. So two outs uh, is going. It, it, there's two outs. Lazy fly ball to right field. Guy is camped underneath this ball. I see the ball come down and into his glove. There's runners on like first and second, I think, and. I assume that he catches it, right? And you're always concerned about getting off the field on time. So I said, go. And 
They open the gates, and I'm going towards home plate. I already know where I'm, this is going. <laughs> I am shooting T-shirts, trying to get the crowd pumped up, the whole thing, not knowing that the guy dropped the ball in right yep, field. There was, are uh, yeah. runners circling around the bases. I am trying to pump up this crowd like crazy. The visiting manager comes out of the third base dugout, calls me every swear word in the book. I had no idea what was going on. And I You're like this dude really over. hates this guy really hates t-shirts. What the hell I was is going like, on? what is going on? And then I realized that the guy dropped the ball and I'm out there uh, shooting t-shirts with this promotional girl on the back. And I'm telling you, when I there were swear words I didn't know were swear words. This guy I Yeah, baseball players, baseball managers specifically have words that you don't oh understand. You don't even know what the hell they mean. I don't know what they mean, but I know I, I felt, you know, minuscule. And um so that was easily the most embarrassing time I've ever had of a between innings promotion. But it gets better a little bit is years later, years later, that manager, I can't remember his name, but I remembered his name when I was in Omaha and he was like a hitting coach for somebody else. So when that, that team came in, I had to go see him. I had to. And oh yeah. Say I'm the guy that drove on the field stuff. And like I said, he called me every that he must have said the F word 50 times in 21 seconds. And I then go find him in Omaha in the, in the um, visiting clubhouse at Rosenblatt Stadium. And I go up and I say, hey, do you remember me? I was the guy who drove the quad on the field in Battle Creek. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. May the Lord be with you. And he was a totally born-again Christian and <laughs> uh, totally apologetic about uh, all the, that uh, was going on. I can't remember his name, but uh, it was definitely a, uh, a crazy story. I, I can – in that moment, though, you feel like a pea-sized oh, I felt being. the worst person in the world. And you feel like everyone is just staring at you and it's just there's no escape and you just want to crawl in a hole and hide. It happens all the time because like game ops with usually with young kids or folks who are like part timers who don't know what the hell's going on and they just go with it. And sometimes they start winging it. And what people most people don't know is there's specific set times. And this was more in the hockey world when a when a pucks with a puck stoppage, you're allowed to then go run a promotion, whether it be on the ice or in the stands, et cetera, because it was technically a TV timeout, even though there's no TV sometimes in minor league hockey. And sometimes these kids would start running this promotion that would go against the rules. Like if a penalty happened, there was no TV timeout, and they would just be start doing this stuff in no the stands. Music blasts, and like they're like, "What the hell's going on?" The cameras are all like, so. And in the moment, you're sitting there like, "Oh my god, the fans must think we're just a bunch of jackals." And they have no idea. Like it's like. <laughs> No idea, but you but feel I will say awful. this: when you're driving a quad on the field and there's that's uh, harder to running hide. around. Yeah, uh, they kind of know what happened. That's harder to hide. So, <laughs> you, you, oh know Chuck, you know, you know, Chuck a puck, right? Oh yeah, it's uh, where Hold the Pearl uh, came from. Hold <laughs> the Pearl. <laughs> so in Lowell, Massachusetts, the Lowell Devils, we were giving away this one year. We were doing a fundraiser for the Boys and Girls Club, and. In, one person was going to win this Jeep. A car dealership was going to give away a Jeep Wrangler, and we used the Jeep Wrangler on the ice every game, and that's where the people threw the chuckle pucks. And if you landed your puck in the in the Jeep Wrangler, one person would re- uh, one of our game ops ice crew would reach in, pull it out, and if it was your number, you won. But the majority of the money was going to the Boys and Girls Club. And you, what you won 
was a key. So everybody would get this key at the end of the season to turn on the Jeep Wrangler. And if you, if your key worked, you won. That's not this part. So obviously this, this Jeep Wrangler had to be driven on the ice. Yeah. One of our, 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 our head of corporate partnerships at the time, there was his account and he had done this partnership. He, every game, and he was a former army guy. So we're like, okay, we'll, we'll he drove, he like slid on the ice and right into the boards on the Jeep Are Wrangler. Are you serious? Just crashed. <laughs> boom. And like the game had to be like suspended. Cause like, the boards were messed up, so it oh, was holy it was, cow! They were messed up that bad where they had to yeah, suspend the it, game. You can't. I mean, if you're on ice, man, you can't stop. And it's a Jeep Wrangler, yeah. So that was not great. Um, and if you know anything about the New Jersey Devils and Lou Lamorello and hockey operations, being that person would not be who you'd want to be if no, you're screwing with the hockey game. No, no, no. no. Um, so yeah, that was not a great uh, t- uh, timeout or intermission, as you would say. Uh, no, that's uh, that's not good. Well, oh, by the way, speaking of bad words, I know you were talking about all the curse words. Uh, I was put in timeout this week. I saw. I, I, I laughed my ass off when I saw that. Oh, now now you're going to timeout, bro. No, when when, when said, Zach listens to this, he's going to hear that and he's send you to timeout. Oh man, I don't want to get set a timeout next time. So I see Zach. no time. joke. I come home from work. I sit on the couch. He's like watching a movie or whatever. He watches more movies than you do. Of course he does. And. He turns to me and he's like, Daddy, I'm not happy with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, right. uh, he's four, up? right? Uh, not even, no. He's, he'll be four in May. Okay. So he goes, you did not say a nice word. And I was like, huh? I haven't said anything. <laughs> I just, I just walked in the door. It? He's like, you said stupid. We don't say that. You need to go to your room and count to twenty. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, all right. Did you make uh, so it I literally, 20? I literally had to go in my room because I that would be the rule if he did it. So I was like, hey, rules are rules. Rules are rules. That's so I hilarious. went in my room, uh, my bedroom, and had to count to twenty very loudly so he could hear me. And I came out, and he told me, okay, all better. And so I'm, now I've just said it again on this podcast. So I expect to be back in that room probably. So I just really put myself in a corner. Yeah, okay. I hope you can count to twenty. Well, yeah, at least I'll get my counting skills good going. So, yeah. Yeah. Put a timeout. Um, one of the things that if you could finally get through the um, Kara Walker one is we talk a lot. We've talked a lot about uh, names on front of jerseys and, uh, you know, really almost the lack of importance we put on that. And she said she was really considering, it came down to the end, of taking a job with a um, professional women's soccer team and the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I heard her say that. And it was, uh, and it, it was all about the experience that she was going to get. And not that she took that job, but um, I thought she had a good mindset when looking into that. And a lot of people who are going to go and search for their first sports job I think that's something to, that was admirable to consider. No, we preach that all the time, and she nailed it because, I mean, the the good news is for her, obviously, the job that she got with the Celtics was still in line with what she wanted to do. But it wasn't just because she got to say she worked for the Boston Celtics. It was more about which opportunity is really the right one for me versus what's the name I'm going to put on my business card. Because that's literally the last thing you should be worried about. It's yeah. what experience and what's my day-to-day look like. Great. If you get to the Boston Celtics one day in your career, fantastic. And it's clearly worked out for her. But... That mindset is what I would 100%, and I know you do too, is encourage people to really look at the overall picture 
versus just saying, oh, I landed a job with Madison Square Garden. Great, but at the end of the day, is yeah, it the right doing? role? So, oddly enough, I mean, that's a good trend. So, another, my our associates, our sales associates, the FSM associates are leaving. <laughs> they keep leaving early. They're not they're supposed to be here in June. But, Hope, congratulations. I know you're listening. You, I don't know if you're listening anymore because now you're you're leaving us. But Where's she had a, so she's going to MSG. And so this is this is what we're going to call first world one percenter sports people problems. She had an offer from CAA oh, and MSG. Oh, that's pretty good. By the way, how good is the associate program if the people are going to CAA and MSG? So Vince, our other associate, just left this year to go to MSG, and Peter, our last in our last associate program, just went to CAA. Um, oh, the program is ridiculous. Like. It's from a placement standpoint. I wish something like that existed when you and I were trying to break into the industry. It's phenomenal um, from that standpoint of like where you get to learn and then also where you get to go work. So she got the offer from MSG. She calls CAA and says, "Hey, just out of respect, want to give you a heads up. I know you're still in your process, but I received this offer. I need to give them an answer by Friday." So everyone, who, anyone who knows CAA, Paul Danforth is the head of CAA. Um, he wants to meet with everybody before they usually extend offers because he like, likes to sign off on that. They go outside of their protocol, call her back that day, and give her the job because they want her that badly. So she now has to weigh between going to Madison Square Garden as uh, a sales coordinator on the entertainment side. So awesome opportunity because MSG, from an entertainment perspective, they own Radio City Music Hall. They own the LA Forum. They have the London location. They have, obviously, the concerts at MSG itself. And then they also are building, I don't know if you've seen this, a sphere. It's called the MSG Sphere in Las Vegas. I have not. Uh, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it's, it. It's a, I think it's $1.5 billion. Holy the technology, the outside of the building, is. It's like, it's a, so it's a sphere. It's a big round ball. The outside of the building is full LED. It's like that's. The whole entire outside, the oh ball, it's like a globe. It's just an LED that's constantly going to be just very Vegas. So they're launching, they're building that, and that's part of the process. And then CAA was to be on the a sales assistant on the desk of a, a very senior, senior person at CAA uh, and go that route. And hope to her credit, I mean, she she definitely struggled with this decision because, yeah, like, how could again, you? But by the way, again, we told her first world problems here. We're talking about CAA. <laughs> like, yeah. People are like, no matter which way you end up. People only dream of having this problem to deal with. But she she had so many different people giving her opinions and weighing in and trying to provide her guidance. And at the end of the day, like I never told her what to do. It was just more of like you need to focus on what's going to be best for you and not worry about what other people's overall thoughts are because at the end of the, like it's your life. So. What's the pros and what's the cons? And that's as simple as it sometimes gets and it's cliche, but eventually I hope, and I think it did, her gut led her to like MSG. And I get to your point, Rob, she can't go wrong, right? She's going yeah, between no, MSG she, and CA. Yeah, right. And, but her story will be when she's done this, she has many different avenues to take because she's going to be working on amazing projects with it. Literally, it's called the Mecca. It's Madison Square Garden. But congratulations, Hope. Good for her. Uh, Yep, she she finishes up with us next Friday, and then she's off to New York. Ah, well, uh, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that she'll be uh, she'll be great. Speaking of New York, right? Transitions galore. 
Yeah. How are you feeling? It's, uh, we're recording this, what is this, Wednesday night? Uh, and uh, Eli just announced his uh, retirement. Uh, so I was talking to my buddy Brian from our previous interview yep. on the way home because he's a Giants fan. And I, I was saying it's it's I'm happy he's retiring a Giant and won't play anywhere else. So that's great. Uh, like he's not going to go do some random team and finish his career that way. So he wants he's a Giant. Not doing always. Joe Montana and playing for the Chiefs. Nope, not doing Joe Montana playing for the Chiefs. But it's also kind of sad in a way because now at our age, he's the last athlete that I feel like I'll ever have that like connection. Fan, like a fanhood of. Yeah, because like he, I mean, his was on a different level for me because like obviously as we talked about he and I started the exact same time at the Giants and that's how I started my career. But as you get older, it kind of gets weirder and weirder to be really rooting for 21 year olds like yeah, right or have like that weird affinity towards them like so like i'll always root for my team but like am i ever gonna love another athlete like the way i grew up liking don maddenly and eli and jeter probably not like that's probably it like he probably closes that chapter like marty brodor like those guys that i grew up idolizing and called my co-workers at one point which is kind of still crazy to me like i don't think i'll ever have that again did i ever tell you my jersey rule like wearing a jersey of somebody else? Do you have to be younger than him? You have to be older than him. You have so to, you have to wear a jersey of somebody older than you. Of someone older than me, yes. They have yes. to be they so, have to be older than you. Right. So like yeah, it'd be weird if I was wearing a Saquon Barkley jersey. Yeah, like, right. That that's weird. You can't do that at your age. Yeah, it's just like it's just it's just different. Like can't my do kid it. So like it's sad and it's cool, like Eli go out as a giant, but it, He's it. Like all my other athletes that I grew up with, with an affinity for, I, I I just I don't think I'll ever have that feeling again. So it's it's kind of sad. And the first one of that uh, draft class to retire of him and uh, Ben and uh, Philip Rivers. I don't know if I don't know if Rivers will be too far behind. Ben says he's coming back, obviously, but Rivers and the Chargers and Rivers are definitely parting ways. That's not even an option. But he moved his family to Florida too. Yeah, but smart. Right? Well, he's got there's 23 no kids. Tax. He's got 23 kids. Yeah, he's got a billion kids and there's no income tax. Maybe he's going to end up on the Dolphins or one of those things. I don't, I don't it know. Could be, he could be one of those guys. He could be one of those guys. But um, any? do you remember a, a, a good Eli story from your Giants days? Uh, there's a lot. I mean, he was a, he was a prankster. He was a big prankster. Um. A specific Eli story. I mean, he was he was he was a I'm like I said he he put like talcum powder in some of the offensive linemen's like jock straps. <laughs> he was the, I told you he got he was ahead of the curve on changing people's cell phones to the wrong language where they couldn't figure out how to get it back. <laughs> yeah. Um. He was the thing about Eli was he was just the most unassuming, reserved, quiet guy that didn't come in with an ego. And like I think when I wrote about it, like it. It always struck me as like this dude, his dad's a Hall of Famer, his brother's the top of his class, he's a Manning, and he just never made that about that. It was just about being one of the other people and his community work. I mean, he's Walter Payton Man of the Year. Yeah, right. The stuff the stuff he's done off the field is just as good as the stuff he's done on the field. And to do what you did to do what he did in New York for that long with literally no controversy, never a peep is just so imp- I mean that is the hardest place to play long term is New York City. 
And oh, I can all yeah, I, I can't uh, imagine. And your boy Jeter got in. And so it's the it's another transition. So Jeter got in, <laughs> missed unanimous by one vote. They still haven't found the guy, right? They don't know who or the or the lady. The, yeah. Who didn't vote for Jeter? Um, the whole unanimous thing with baseball is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But it's yeah. ridiculous. The fact that Rivera, a closer, was got the first unanimous ever unanimous is. Yeah, don't. And the people like Griffey and Nolan Ryan and Greg Willie Mays, Greg, Ma- Randy Johnson, like, come on. The, I mean, where is there a debate that those guys aren't a hundred percent a Hall of Famer? Right. There's none. So you had him as a fan. I in 2013 was. I have to say, 2013 was probably the pinnacle of my sports career. I think. Because oh, we so it's done. We're done. <laughs> so far, right? I don't, I, I don't think we're done. But out of the sixteen, I think 2013 was my favorite. How about that? Because um, we, I was the first um, first full season. I was a president of a AAA baseball team, and that year we opened up PNC Field in Scranton, and uh, we got Derek Jeter on a rehab. The you know the the pinnacle of rehabs, right? And I remember he was hurt and he was coming back, and I was like, man, I'm really hoping that he comes here because you don't really know if he says he lives in Tampa and just say, I'm going to rehab in Tampa and screw you guys. And yep. he can do whatever he wants. He's Derek Jeter, right? So no one knew what he was, what was going to happen. Uh, but ended up that he was going to go to Scranton to rehab. And I remember getting the call from Cashman and saying, hey, uh, Jeter's going to rehab, and I don't know. This must have been on a Tuesday. He's going to be there tomorrow, and he's going to play tomorrow. So I like, was like, all right, thanks. Hung up the phone and instantly called the whole entire staff meeting. <laughs> and I'll never Jeter's forget coming. this. I'll never forget this. Is we didn't have like a big enough conference room, so we were just kind of out in like where all the cubes are. And... I remember it was like, all right, guys, this is what we're going to do. we got to make sure we got a, enough people on the on the phones, and we got to make sure that we're doing this, and let's work on security on this. And, like, you're going through the logistics of doing this. And I remember getting to the end, and I was like, wait, this is cool, right? Yeah. And it's like you forget that this was – and it, like, get instantly so in the broke moment. the tension in the room because everyone was kind of, like, on the edge. same way, like – we got we got a whole bunch of people coming, uh, and the world's gonna be looking at us. Um, and we were on, you know, we were on. I remember taking a picture, his number two, in our jersey, um, taking a picture and sending it to our social media, it just uh, out there. And uh, that picture from my cell phone was on Sports Center, just his number two jersey hanging in the clubhouse. Uh, we were all over Sports Center. Uh, That's awesome. Yet, yes, would live uh, break into uh, into our games to have him. One of the cool things uh, that we came up with is uh, you'll know this as a Yankee fan. Who was the uh, longtime PA announcer that said Derek Jeter number? Three. Oh, um, Bob Shepard. Bob Shepard. So we got Bob Shepard's recording of his announcement at Yankee Stadium when he would get announced. And every time Jeter came to the plate, instead of our guy doing it, we had Bob. We had the Bob Shepard recording uh, of of him coming up to. The you know, plate. Jeter. Jeter for his whole rest of his career 
had that same recording at Yankee State. He never had anyone else ever yeah, announce never, him. Yeah, that's, that's, so it was Bob Shepard. Yeah, so we we had that, and I remember. Um, Did you get to meet him? Yeah, and he was great. He was really unassuming. I remember I had to go two things. I remember I had to go talk to our trainer about a bus trip, right? It was like meal money. It was something like mundane. And I said, uh, do you guys know where Darren is? He's like, oh, he's in the, uh, he's in the training room. Of course, he's his trainer. Yeah. So I go in there, and he's working on Jeter. And um, so I was like, hey, how are you? My name's Rob. You know, just thanks for, you know, good being here, the whole thing. He's like, yeah, no problem. And so I was talking to Darren about meal money or whatever. And he goes, hey, you know a good place to eat? So I was like, uh, yeah, there's this Italian restaurant a town or two away. It's fantastic. I know the owner. If you need anything, uh, I can get you set up. He's like, yeah, give him a call and uh, let me know. So I said, all right. So we sent him there. He had a great time. And they set him up in like a little corner place, and he was awesome like and uh, very approachable. And I said, so he was going to be there, I don't know, say Thursday to Sunday or something like that. I said, on, uh, I said do you mind – at uh, taking a picture with our staff, you know, how many times do you get a Hall of Famer coming down? He's like, do you right. mind taking a picture with our staff um, as a group? And he goes, yeah, no problem. He goes, come get me on batting pr- after batting practice on Saturday uh, or right before batting practice on Saturday. So right before batting practice, whole staff goes down. Jeter gets in the middle, a couple pictures, boom. And then we uh, printed them out, gave them framed uh, to everybody. And um, he was great. Where's that picture? That picture's got to go out on Instagram. I don't know. Uh, there, who knows where my uh, Scranton stuff is? So uh, I met him. I met him at a Players Tribune, like a small little party in New York. This was like when the first was getting off the ground, and a um, buddy of mine works for the Players Tribune, and was like, "Hey, I was in New York. I was down. I was working for DraftKings at the time. The people that were in this room: Lisa Leslie. Oh, jeez." Jeter, uh, there was a couple Giants in there, a couple Knicks. Um, it was crazy. So I go up, uh, introduce to Derek. He's he's got uh, his wife was with him. Um, he goes, "Hi, uh, hi, I'm Derek." I'm like, mm, "Yeah, no, 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 no shit." Yeah, right. Uh, and we literally are just like having this casual conversation. He's like, "Yeah, it was like my nephew's um, dance recital today." Is like. It's kind of boring, and like you know the, the nephew that like tips the hat, like yeah, that's, right, that's right, the yeah. kid, uh, and he's just having this casual conversation, like he was just a completely down to earth guy, like just a, had a normal life. And that, I mean, you and I have been fortunate to probably meet a lot more athletes than most people do. And you, one thing you realize about most of them, the ones that aren't like prima donnas, are just normal people. Yeah, and they're just regular people. They're just really good at what they do, and it's something that people care about. And yeah. But at the end of the day, they have the same type of problems, same type of issues. Yeah, they go to boring dance recitals. They go to boring dance recitals that they don't want to. They don't want to be at. They, uh, the there's one time. So in 2013, the ballpark just opened, and one of his games is a night game, and in like the sixth or the seventh inning, the outfield lights shut off in the middle of the game. The middle of the game, the outfield Another way, lights shut off. When your throat off. when your throat goes into your stomach, right. So the outfield just shut off in the middle of the game. We had a packed house. Jeter's there, right? He decided to, that when we were waiting for the lights to come back on, right? They weren't LEDs or anything. So when we're waiting for them to kind of shut off, cool down, and then warm back on, which took, I don't know, 25 minutes. Yep. He gets out of the dugout, goes to the gate, 
and just start signing autographs for anybody who wanted to come down there. And like most, he'd, he'd have to do that. He'd yeah. have to do that. Most of these rehab guys, um, they would just either sit in the dugout or their night would be over and they'd say, Oh, time for me to go. And, um, he was like, I can't tell you how good he was. He was just, um, he was great. So that year, not only did we have Jeter, but we had A-Rod, and then Jeter came back for a second rehab. How was A-Rod? Um, Still on his prima donna days? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to talk bad about the guy. And he didn't do anything bad. Just one thing that pissed me off. He goes to the press conference, and he goes, because he was trying to rehab his image, I think, at the same time, too. Yeah. And he would he went and he goes, you know, one of the, all proud. One of these things that I like to do is I want to meet with the team GM and uh, their entire staff, and they can ask me any question that they uh, that they'd like. And you know, I just want to be a resource for them. Never once did he reach out or do any of that stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he just seemed it just was different. It was it was just different. And uh, I'm sure he's a nice a nice enough guy. I don't. You know, know what's really funny well. though is it's reversed. That now. part. That part. When he would say, it just just pissed me off a little bit. He now the public is on a team A Rod and like anti Jeter with all this Marlin stuff. It's it's flipped. Yeah, like, th- that's uh, you can tell the public has a short memory. Yeah, and A Rod wrote this really. Did you see what A Rod wrote to Jeter about making the Hall of Fame yesterday? It was like really because everyone talked about the fallout those two had. It was like a really moving, like heartfelt note that he sent to Jeter of like God, I'm just so I'm uh, a, I don't know if it's real or like he's also right I mean, what what PR guy wrote that for him to make him yeah look good? that's what that's the uh that's what the, I the JLo I thing too, like those two are a match made in heaven JLo and A-Rod belong like totally those agree. two totally totally match to- made totally, in heaven totally agree totally so, agree. so I got a text I got a text today too from um Buddy Lyle where Brian um Bumgarner from The Office, Kevin, the, the big dude, big big fat guy. Yeah. Which you wouldn't know. Uh, they they tweeted out. He Instagrammed off? out a photo from the rap party in really? Scranton. Yeah, he said the office rap party in Scranton, such fond memories. And they're at this bar. Where, where and, what is the guy's name? I'm gonna look it up right now. What is it? Uh B B B uh B B Bumgarner, like B-A-U-M-G-A-R-T-N-E-R. And like John Krasinski's in it, Jenna Fisher's in it, and they're at this bar at a rap party. And I'm like, they're like, someone says, is Rob here? And I was like, I don't know. I'll have to ask him. I was at a bar. This might be it. Might be it. Let me, uh, I'll find it and we'll see if we can uh, tweet it out. Yeah, no, it's B.B. Bumgarner. B-A-U-M-G-A-R. R T N E R Bumgarner. Yeah. I was like, I'll ask him tonight. Yeah, backyard alehouse. Is that it? Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've been to that bar. That's hilarious. So you were at that party? Oh yeah. We're I, I'm trying to find you in the on the picture. I'm not in I'm, that picture though. Yeah. So you're there. You're yeah, at that abs- event. Absolutely. Without I, question. I absolutely hate you. Yep, I was there. Backyard alehouse. Been there. I, uh, the only, I only listen to two other podcasts right now besides ours, and one is Office Ladies, which is uh-huh. Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey talking about behind the scenes of The Office. Yeah, I mean, and go I, look at the last uh, season on DVD. The whole thing's there. I know. YouTube, the whole thing. 
I'm 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 office wrap party. No, no, I'm out. Look it up. <sighs> well, anyway, no, you've got. Um, a... I was gonna say. Oh, I was gonna say something else. Keep talking. I forgot. What I was gonna say. I'll, I'll remember. I was gonna wrap this bad boy up. So if you don't remember, I was gonna say like, it's good seeing you, Chris, and uh, we'll see each other next time. We're gonna go to freaking Miami. Uh, well, I'll talk to you before Miami though, because I leave for Miami on oh, Thursday. That's right, so yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you. I'm sure I'll talk to you way before Wednesday, but I'll talk to you next Wednesday. I can't remember what I was gonna say. I totally forget. That's all right. This you is- know, today's also big. You know, Eli retired for you, uh, but today. Uh, I'm a giant Pearl Jam fan, and they so, uh, they came out with a new uh, new song. Um, oh, the song came out today? today. The song came out today. I'll listen to that right as we uh, so. Um, Dance of the Carvoyance or something like that. They, they announced their tour, but they don't they don't they're have. They're not coming to Boston. No, they're going well, to MSG. I got to talk to Hope. But here's yeah, you got to talk to Hope. Honestly, though, if you look at the tour, it's starting in in the states it's going to europe and ends in the summer in europe i'm imagining there's a second leg to that tour in the states that's going to be in the northeast it's got to yeah, well, be well i'm i'm going to try and get there's to no MSG. way they're not coming to boston i'm going to try and get to msg i'm going to try to get an msg for it in, in, in I, I told you about my my dublin experience with eddie uh, right yeah yeah I, yeah uh, yeah so, yeah, so I you got the, the office I, party? i've got the office you've got better uh, i would trade you in a heartbeat the one that so that was like a, i saw him twice in a a week between the at the paradise in Boston with a thousand people where he put on the private show with him and Bernie Williams and Peter Gammons. And then I saw him a week later in Dublin, uh, where it was just him. And I have that on my phone. I I found a way to download that whole entire, I'll I'll have to find a way to get this to you. He played Jeremy with like a six string quartet in the back. It was, God, go straight to hell. It was unreal. What what I feel towards you. Yeah, this is your torture. You're welcome. You're welcome. We we each got it. I'd say Pearl Jam is my favorite band. Pearl Jam is my favorite band by far. I'd say it's my, and it's like, I mean, it's the last of our generation. I mean, Foo Fighters, I think, is kind of. Foo Fighters is very good. But they're a little later. And then Dave Matthews, like, there's only like four bands that made it from the 90s, right? So it's Pearl Jam, Dave, uh, Green Day, and um, Foo Fighters. Everyone else is kind of like gone. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Aerosmith, I guess, but that was probably... Well, they're from the 70s. Yeah, from the 70s, but they got popular in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, they they were were very popular before, but... But, well, now we just talked another three minutes about nothing, so that that worked. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right, right. We're kind of like Seinfeld. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. 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 I had to ask you that. Do Do you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? No, but I can see myself getting into that. Oh my god! Oh my! If you love Seinfeld, I love Seinfeld. Love Seinfeld. You have to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. I will. I will. will. It's also there's ten seasons now. It just came back this week. It was amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. I'm gonna have to watch it. That's one like I have no excuse not to watch because I loved Seinfeld. Every episode is literally laugh out loud funny. Yeah, like every episode. I'm, I'll, I, that's it's one. Seinfeld like, oh. on steroids because there's just it's more adult and it's oh you you gotta watch Curb. We gotta we could do a podcast of you just going reback and watching Curb and we'll go through it episode <laughs> by episode. Well, that'll be our that'll be our spinoff podcast uh, uh, that we're doing. By the way, your Specia interview was the biggest single day download in uh, front office features history. Yeah, it's good to have a big Italian family, I guess. Good to have a big Italian family, but we're he's just- he's climbing. I think he might be up to number three or. Two now of all time. Well, 
Yeah, right. It was a great interview. It was a great People interview. People need to... Oh, and we also... We, I don't know if you noticed. We got a bunch of reviews tick up. People need to keep going on iTunes right, and re- right. review. Review, review, review. Five star, Five star great review. reviews. You love us. You f- should follow us on LinkedIn. LinkedIn uh, is the Twitter, fastest growing one. Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, we got them all. TikTok, YouTube. Nope. Can't find us on TikTok. <laughs> find us on YouTube. I haven't posted anything in a while, but... Don't find us on YouTube yet. We'll fix that. And then, exactly. where's Amanda? We need some videos. She may have done them. I, we, I, I haven't talked to her in a while. Oh, my Lord. Then you're fired. That's if, fine. Fire me. If fire she me. did them and you didn't use them, then she should fire you. I should be fired. Uh, she should, should fire the client. That's how it works. She should fire the client. All right, my friend. All righty. Until next time. Have a good night. See you. Later. <laughs>